This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Big Board, what's on the Big Board? Well, good morning to all of you on a football Friday. It's National Junk Food Day. We may have to do something fun with that. Not a big junk food guy. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess at certain times in your life, you, uh, you know, you grab some garbage to, uh, to put, put down the old throat. Are you a big junk food guy, Jason? Uh, yeah, half and half. I mean, I love a good, you know, bag of chips or, Oh, well, if that, if that's junk food, then, uh, okay. Okay. I would say potato chips. Yeah. No, I I love potato. You know, I try to stay away from them, but dude, I. I absolutely love them. Like I don't like a lot of the sweets in a in a gas station. I mean, I don't need okay. sweet tarts and Skittles and all that all that stuff. It's garbage. Um, I don't chew gum. Um, so okay, yeah, no, I I love a good bag of of chips. Um, those kettle jalapenos. Um, they got the zaps downstairs. Ooh. Uh, I love to, all of a sudden, I went 30 years without eating Doritos. And then I guess my, I guess they weren't in the house for, you know, a long time for me. And then, and then you have kids and you have those little bags of chips. Uh, That's a weakness. The greasy lays are a weakness. I don't have them much. You like lays? (laughs) Yeah. I love the original. You got to have just the the salted lays. Yeah. They're, they're terrible dipping chips, but they're good just. Like with a boar's head turkey sandwich mm. or a boar's head ham sandwich, you know, loaded up like you want, bacon, yeah. tomato, um, maybe a touch of comeback sauce. Um, but Lay's, Lay's goes with a, a club, a Reuben, Cuban. Um, we went to this total dive. I think it was called like Betsy and Cleves or something. I don't know. I'll have to text one of, one of the guys. We went to this 
local sandwich shop in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and I got the Reuben. Ooh, uh, it was like their showcase sandwich. Wow, okay. And it was really, really good. And a couple of guys got the BLT, and I'd never seen that much bacon on a BLT. If you're if, if you're a restaurant, you're gonna serve a BLT. Go big, yeah, with the bacon, or don't or don't put it on the menu. No. But this was something I have never seen. It was layer after layer after layer of bacon, which, by the way, Boar's Head does bacon too. So keep that in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, we went to this total dive in between Wilderness Trail Distillery and Wild Turkey Distillery because they're about 30 minutes apart, maybe 20. I don't know. I was in the backpack. Um, and we they rented this huge Mountaineer SUV. I mean, it was as big as a house and very comfortable plenty of room nice um but yeah i did i did eat a reuben you like reubens i do i was thinking you know we were talking about lays and it's summertime i don't know if you were ever a uh potato chips in the sandwich kind of guy i've done that a couple of times but that wasn't something that like i committed to and did every time i mean i love sandwiches yeah and we even prior to our wonderful relationship with boar's head we had you know Boar's Head Deli meat in the fridge. Now we have more um, because, you know, when I when we did the deal, I was like, Wendy, we, it's got – I learned how much garbage deli meat is in grocery stores. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I won't, I don't want garbage. I want quality. And, but, you know, I love a good – I love a good sandwich at lunch. Um, but I don't I – don't, especially during the week, I don't marry that with chips. Yeah. Because I can't. It might, I mean, that just doesn't work. <laughs> You Watching know. your figure. If you're, yeah, I mean, when I was twenty, I could eat whatever. I could eat four sandwiches and nineteen bags of chips and not gain a half a pound. Now it's just a different deal. Um, do you eat a lot of chips during the week? I I eat some chips. I eat sandwiches because Miranda makes sourdough bread. She makes it at home, and so the house smells great. And it's also excellent sandwich bread. Great toast too. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I love a good sandwich. Love a good uh, chip on the. On the sandwich, I like the the crunch, you know. Yeah, like those. Okay, you it, do like chips on the sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. Um. Yeah, I guess I can get what I want with the chips on the side. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Um, they don't make them as much anymore, but I like barbecue fritos. Now they're Ooh. barbecue something else fritos, but just barbecue fritos, those are good. Um. So, yeah, we can incorporate potato chips into junk food. What about chocolate bars and stuff? Yeah, so-so. I used to. I went through a payday. Um, Ooh. <laughs> maybe early, late 20s, early 30s. Every now and then I'd grab a payday. That's a good That's a good candy bar. Snickers. I like a Snickers. Yeah. yeah. I, especially the super, super mini one. I'll eat one of those a couple times a year. Yeah. Halloween, uh, do you, do you kind nah, of fall out on Halloween? I don't. No? I don't. What I, a shame. Well, you know, I don't, the idea of like pounding that type of food and then getting a, I I can count on one hand how many stomach aches I've had in my life (laughs) and people just run slap into stomach aches all the time and then they wonder why they don't feel well. Ooh. I don't like feeling bad. I like feeling good. So I just don't do that. All right. So this, this discussion is brought to you by, how about. 
a boar's head club sandwich, mm. boar's head bacon, any of the boar's head cheeses from Swiss to Gouda and everything else, and a side of whatever your favorite potato chip is. Um, we could get into some candy bars, though. Oh, yeah. You remember the whatchamacallit? I do. Yeah, that was a big thing, I think, in the 80s. We had totesums back then. Y'all did not. What is that? A totesum is a service station. Okay, okay. But they were called totesums. We had one in Bellhaven. I could just ride my bike down there. They had baseball cards. Oh. And all the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Snickers and Milky Ways and Almond Joys and, you know, whatchamacallits and paydays. All that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what other candy bar. Oh, Butterfinger. Ooh, yeah. I, I did go through a little bit of a stage, maybe late teenager, where I would get a Butterfinger Blizzard from Dairy Queen. Yum. Yeah. I haven't had a Blizzard in a while. Yeah, I haven't either. That's another thing I can't do. You know, you just you can't do that and either not gain weight or be a diabetic. <laughs> um, and so... A Butterfinger Blizzard is damn good. Yeah, I like. Have you to, had one? Oh, you haven't had one lately. No, I like yeah. to ride through Bops and get get a good Bop. Never like, been to Bop. Well, I think I may have taken my kids there once. Yeah, the kids' special is the Dirt and Worms. It's uh like gummy worms and crushed up Oreos and vanilla ice cream. That's it. Simple, I just delish. I didn't ever catch the Bops train, but I'm not going to mm. go through and just. Yeah, well, it's just ice cream, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have... It's like Baskin-Robbins, but you got to drive through. Is that right? Yeah, they have food and everything, too. I, I don't think I've ever gotten a hamburger from there. But Good they hell, got, they do? Yeah. They got wow. hamburgers, hot dogs. Um, We've lowered our standards. <laughs> the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're not lowering our standards. If you put together a Boar's Head charcuterie board this weekend, when you watch the Open Championship, right? That is that is big-time premium meats, cheeses. Hummus, bacon, powered by Boar's Head, compromise elsewhere. You can find Boar's Head at most of the grocery stores, supermarkets. In the Atlanta airport, they had the little Boar's Head shops. So you can load up. That's pretty cool. And then they had the one in uh, the Boar's Head Deli in Starkville on Highway 12. It's the Phillips. I don't know if they call it Phillips 76 or just Phillips now. But they've got a Boar's Head Deli in there. If you're ever up there traveling, work, whatever, go through and get a sandwich from there. It is phenomenal. But uh, fifth-generation-owned Boar's Head. Do you like a charcuterie board, Jason? I do. I love a good cheese, love a good yeah. cracker. Yeah. Can't, can't beat it, in my yeah. opinion. We may have to do a charcuterie board this weekend powered by Boar's Head. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome in on a Football Friday. We've got tons of audio. Let's see how many bites I've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We can't drop all that in the next segment. But we'll start with Lane Train. And he's talking about legalized cheating. Straight ahead. Brought to you by the purple mattress that I sleep on at any of the Miskelly Sleep Store locations. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steve Robertson coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Favorites.com. Steve Robertson on Luke Coleman and Braden Montgomery. I don't know how much he can really share. I mean, I, I looked at the board this morning and last I guess yesterday afternoon, but uh, we'll see. Holman is an LSU Mississippi state battle with Tennessee and Auburn, I guess, wanting in Montgomery, everybody in the country wants him, but there's ties there to, to MSU. Nothing's guaranteed. If Lamonis, Justin Parker and Gotro were able to land Luke Holman and Braden Montgomery, the Mississippi state fan base would be um, going crazy, right? Just nuts. So, we'll see. LSU, Mississippi State, you know, Butch Thompson, what, didn't he get the last visit from Auburn? Tony Vitello got the first visit. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Old Miss and Mississippi State have added some pieces, and the transfer portal continues to rock collegiate athletics. But yet, nobody will, like, I don't. I think people know what needs to be done, and yet it's going to take a while. I. I mean, just get it to where the schools can allocate money from their media rights to the collective. Easier said than done, evidently. All right. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Juniker Jewelry Store. If you're in the market for an engagement ring, guys, you want to be a rock star and you want to be a five star. 
Juniker Jewelry Store will walk you through the process A to Z and make you look like a rock star. Juniker Jewelry Store, Highland Colony in Madison. Juniker Jewelry Store, Highland Colony in Madison. Obviously, they have bracelets, earrings. They just posted uh, a picture of some earrings on their Facebook page. Juniker Jewelry Store. Necklaces and all that. All at Juniker Jewelry Store. Now, um, we've dropped some audio. I don't have a lot of time, actually, to drop audio. So we got to do some Zach Arnett. We dropped some Lane Train. Lane looks like he owns a big, big bar. Like the equivalent of Roadhouse, but drop it in Destin. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe Fort Walton. He's kind of got a little more of a Fort Walton beach look, though. Like a big bar that's about 30,000 square feet in Fort Walton, but draws from both sides, Navarre and Destin, okay? And even north, the Air Force Base, whatever. Uh, but Lane's sporting a, a hell of a tan from Boca Raton in the Bahamas, evidently. And some people are all giddy about it, which just very much <laughs> impresses me. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by uh, our Open Championship Update. Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road and Stella Artois. Uh, Brian Harmon's 10 under, Tommy Fleetwood's 5 under. And now Max Homa decided to drop a uh, a shot back to 2 under. So I'm rooting for Max Homa. Now, let's switch gears. Zach Arnett, in his first SEC media days, that was Lane's fourth. No, they didn't have it. COVID. Whatever. This is Zach Arnett on MSU being close to the playoffs. I simply say, I look back at history, right? The college football playoffs going to expand to 12 teams moving forward, okay? And, and you look back at the season, first college football playoff poll, came out, Mississippi State was number one ranked team in the country in that poll, all right? You look back to some of the years they've had, without a doubt, right? When they had Dak Prescott, there's four nine-win seasons in the last uh, nine years. You can look back to that special season with Dak Prescott, lose 2014, right? If that's a 12-team playoff, they're in the playoff. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. There, there's data to look back on and go, yeah, if you can if you can recruit and put a team on the field at that high of a level and have that level of success in this league, you're in the expanded playoff, right? And we're fortunate as coaches, right? We live in the most fertile recruiting ground there is for college football players, right? In the state of Mississippi, and then you expand out from there, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, right? Tennessee, Georgia. And if you can't find players in this footprint, and you ain't gonna be a coach very long. And so uh, the players are all around us. We gotta do a good job in the evaluation process and then the recruiting process and showing them that they can achieve all their dreams. Everything's there for them in Mississippi State. So that was Zach Arnett in Nashville, SEC Media Days, talking about the expanded playoff and that uh, Mississippi State has had a couple of seasons in the last 10 years where they would be, well, they would be in in one of the years for sure and in consideration another year. Ole Miss has had that uh, type season too. So, yeah, that should get you, you. You do have a shot to get in at 10, 11, 12 spot. You do. Uh, you probably need a, Big-time QB. I mean, I'm not going out on a limb here. Dak, you know, Matt Corral. I'm not talking about pro, just guys who can do it in college and, and do it at a super high level. Um, and then y'all know the drill. You, you need kind of that older offensive line, and then you need a couple. Of, you don't have to have 11 plus a bunch of depth. You'd like that. 
But you need a couple of dudes on defense and obviously a couple up front. Um, it helps when you have one in the interior. I'm stating the obvious. And one on the edge. Um, and Ole Miss and Mississippi State have bottled that a couple of times in the last 10 years. So we'll see. Uh, I think Mississippi State and Ole Miss have a much better shot at getting to the college football playoff going forward than the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, that would confuse the overwhelming majority of college football fans because they're just looking at, yes, Oklahoma's been awesome since Bob Stoops took over. And then they bottomed out last year under Venables, Levy, and Ted Roof, right? Um, Even though Ole Miss fans were trying to tell me that Jeff Levy was an A-plus coordinator. And Dave Bartu kept coming on the show for years going, he's not. But anyway, um, and, and I mean, he'd already been labeled like the coach in waiting. I love, I love fandom. I love fanaticism. But the bottom line is, I think MSU and Ole Miss have a better chance than, than Oklahoma going for it. Because they, they understand the toughness piece in this conference already. Because they've gone through the brutal uh, gauntlet over and over and over again. Oklahoma never has. Neither is Texas. I just, I wonder just because they're Texas, you know, will they, will they get it rolling eventually? I don't know if it'll be Sark. It doesn't look like it, that Sarkeesian will be the guy. He should be, but I don't think he will be. I know Lane wants that job so bad he can't stand it. And look, Lane and Sark are friends, but Lane Kiffin wakes up every day believing he's a better coach than Sark, which Lane is a better head coach. Isn't this funny? Lane Kiffin's a better head coach than Sark. Sark's a better offensive play caller, according to the metrics and the numbers, than Lane. But you would rather have the better head coach, you know, like Freeze edges out Lane as a head coach. Lane's a good head coach. Freeze is a little bit better. But Freeze has got that, that recruiting component, connecting with kids, sells, you know, religion in the Sun Belt. I mean, there's just, there's a lot to that. There is. Don't even that, even in 2023, there's, there's a lot. Um, And Hugh's doing it right now as we speak. I mean, I don't know to what prospect, but, you know, he could be talking to four-star edge rusher out of Georgia and so on. Bobby Bowden did it. How many decades did Bobby Bowden do that? Recruited like crazy and incorporated his faith and religion into recruiting with mamas and, and daddies. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Is that segment over? I feel like we just, I mean, all right. <laughs> I'm just getting started. I could do five hours today, but I got to go to Tuscaloosa. I'm sorry. So I can't. Uh, two SEC towns in one week. I've been in Lexington for a couple of days, now heading to T-Town. Looking forward to it. Um, Steve Robertson coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Don't forget, how good does a boar's head charcuterie board sound this weekend? A little bit of outside and a lot of open championship. That sounds good. Also brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Steve Robertson next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I like that. That's some uh, good music. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen the Black Crows live since probably like 2011 at the Ryman in Nashville. Uh, speaking of Nashville, that's where SEC Media Days is. And we're going to drop a little audio for our next guest, see what he thinks about uh, Jimbo Fisher talking about what he's going to do and what Bobby Petrino is going to do. I don't think anybody knows what anybody's going to do. But anyway... This is the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's going to be Blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. This is Jimbo Fisher yesterday at SEC Media Days. A lot of things, and you're still involved with what goes on. I'm not going to get into what we're doing, how we're doing it. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid anything. I just don't want to create you, you creative angles and narratives out there for what goes on. But listen, I, Bobby was hired for a reason, and he's a tremendous coach and tremendous guy and a tremendous Football minds, tremendous recruiting. He's done a great job recruiting since he's been there. Uh, everything he does, and uh, you know, he'll call a lot of. I mean, hopefully he'll call the game. We have suggestions on things we do, and whether it's offense, defense. Every coach is always involved. That's it's a more collective thing than people want to give it room for. And then when but when you get to call and you get on a roll, you got to have a guy that can do it. And I think Bobby can definitely do that. He does it as well as anybody in college football. <laughs> Tom Luganville joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Lugs, uh, who's going to call plays in College Station? <laughs> uh, Bobby Petrino, as long as everything's going well. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, Bo, um, and he is right, you know, and, I, and, and I've been a part of coaching staffs, and, and it is a collaborative process, and you are putting things together during the week. But at the end of the day, there, there kind of has to be one voice, right, that is leading the charge of how you're going to call the game, manage the game, what you're going to do on third and minus three, what you're going to do on, on second and plus eight on the right hash, like all of those sorts of things. And I think that the process throughout the week is very collaborative and you are going to come up with the ideas based off of what the opponent's doing that you think gives you the best advantages and the best matchups. But until you're in the fire, right? Until that game starts being played and whether momentum is going against you or it's going with you, or let's just say you stalled a little bit and you've had a three and out on two consecutive series, you don't know what the head coach is going to do, especially if he is a guy that's been accustomed to running the offense his entire career. So I, I think in theory and on paper, ideally, Jimbo envisions this as being Bobby's offense, and if I see something during the course of a game or I have a feel for something 
as the head coach, it's my right to chime in, give a suggestion, or even give a directive. And <laughs> how that relationship works out, and I use that term on purpose, how that relationship works out is going to be very, very interesting. I mean, I, I think it's one of the most fascinating dynamics we're going to see in college football this year. Okay, so we know that coaches, the overwhelming majority of them, have very strong personalities. And strong. I mean, it's very rare, even the assistants, that, that you come across these guys that are passive. Uh, I mean, you know the right. drill, Todd. This is an alpha-led, yeah. driven deal, 100%, all the time. Um, and paranoia-led as well. I oh, bet. yeah, I've always said if you can get the <laughs> right combination of paranoid, hard-headed, and, you know, paranoid, hard-headed, and driven, then you, you can get a, a great coach. But the these two guys are not going to change. Like Jimbo's mid to late 50s. Bobby's older than that. I, they're not going to change at this point in, in their career. So when the let's say the stuff hits the fan down in Miami, week two. Yeah. Then I think that's when we're going to realize exactly how this thing is going to play out and maybe how it could work or not work. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. And it might be a little premature because, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, who you are and you got new terminology and you got a new approach and, you know, you're, you're shifting philosophies and, you know, there's no preseason games. Um, but I, I do think there's a certain expectation level with, with Texas A&M's talent, particularly within their receiving core, which is really, really good. Um, there's going to be an expectation to perform at a high level early. And I think a lot of that expectation comes from the fact that we've seen Jimbo not excel at adapting and evolving to the game. But we've also seen Bobby Petrino do just that. Bobby Petrino could go from Brian Brom and Ryan Mallett to Lamar Jackson, and he evolved. Okay, so I think that because of that, and people have seen that, they're expecting maybe less of a learning curve. They may may be expecting fewer potholes in the road. But the reality is it might take a few weeks. It might go go beyond that game. Um, But I think that uh, the whole thing, in my opinion – it, it, it really is going to be based on how does Jimbo respond if you have a bad series or two? How does Jimbo respond if Bobby calls something on third and four and Jimbo would have called something different? Mm. What does he do? Like what, what type of friction, what type of conflict? Is it on the headset? Is it in the locker room? Um, can it be heard amongst the team, which is, of course is something you want to really avoid at all costs. Like, what does Jimbo do? And I think that's what this whole thing kind of depends on. Okay, Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Kind enough to uh, rearrange his schedule for us this week, and we're talking Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating stories storylines two successful men driven men Jimbo needs to win Petrino's looking for one last reboot I don't know where it could lead 
but he knows if he has a big year and he does lead the offense, it could maybe lead to something pretty cool the next few years. Do you think it's dawned on Jimbo Fisher? Because Bobby Petrino is better than Jimbo Fisher as an offensive coach. Do you think that has, do you think Jimbo Fisher has realized that in the last, whatever it is, three, four, five months as they've sat down and discussed offensive philosophy or watch tape? Luke's with his ego. Absolutely not. I didn't think so. <laughs> um, but you, you do have to give him credit. Just like you have to give Dabo Sweeney credit for the off season move that he, yes, did, that, you know, it, it, we're getting to the point now where it ultimately falls on the head coach. And in the, and, and I, if I'm going to preserve my own legacy or my own career or my, my job for that matter if things aren't going well or haven't been going well to the level that has been expected under my leadership offensively you have to give Jimbo Fisher credit and let me tell you something he went out and he got a guy that is about as good of an offensive football coach as you will find over the last 25 years in college football yes so that does tell that does tell you that and, and we're talking about two pretty combative at times personalities on the same <laughs> staff. And one of them's relinquishing the offense to the other. Now think just think about some of those personality dynamics there. I mean, there's there's there there's a lot to that. So Jimbo Fisher deserves a lot of credit. Does that mean he thinks Bobby's a better coach than him? I don't know if I'll ever believe that. Okay. All right. Have have you had some one on one time? I mean, I feel like you've had one on one time with just about everybody in college football the last 20 yeah. years. But have you had some, you know, one-on-one time with Bobby Petrino over the last 15, 20 years? I, I have. I have on, on a few occasions. Um, well, number one, he's a West Coast guy, and I'm a West Coast guy originally. And he, when he was a younger coach, he was, you know, in Idaho. And that was during the time when my dad was at San Diego State and the Aztecs were pretty prominent. Marshall Falk and all those guys were there. There were everybody was running the 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 one back offense the the Dennis Erickson stuff that was when that stuff got super popular, um, and the stuff that um, oh, uh, the former coach at uh, at Washington State that had gotten the job at Alabama briefly oh Mike Price yeah Mike Price was doing some of those spectacular things offensively in the one back set so there were a lot of commonalities there and so he would recognize my last name and then that would turn into a, you know, a discussion about football or coaches or who Mm -hmm. we knew and things of that nature. And then it just so turns out um, a guy who was a GA for my, my father at at Arizona state in the, in the, in the early eighties who later went on to become an NFL um, uh, scout for close to 30 years. uh, He ends up becoming the director of player personnel at Louisville when, when, when Bobby was there the second time. And so, um, I had an opportunity to, which is rare because Bobby doesn't really let a lot of people near the, near the program, but I had an opportunity to go in there, spend a few days, talk ball, talk recruiting, you know, sit down with coach. Um, you know, it's interesting. You just, he's a very, very unique personality. You know, he's rough around the edges. He's not over, he can come off as not overly friendly, but I know a lot of, you know, Mark D'Antonio was like that. Dave Doran can be like that. Dan was like that for years. He's, he's mellowed and salt, but man, Mullen had his guard up pretty hard and heavy. The first, you know, several years he was a head coach. And that's an urban Meyer thing. Yeah. That's an urban Meyer thing because that's all he's known. And, um, 
and you know urban like that but then when you actually sit down have some conversation find some common denominators that um and for me i was always able to for the for for a lot of coaches especially some of the ones that are let's just say 50 and above 55 and above pretty pretty good chance that somewhere along the way i know somebody that they know right and then mm-hmm. that's a good kind of icebreaker you start talking about, you know, common relationships or, and then it gets into to football or, you know, recruiting oftentimes becomes a big part of the, uh, of the puzzle because um, they know my role in that. And so um, with a guy like Bobby Petrino, you know, you kind of have to have some, got to have some things to break down his walls a little bit. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It, it is, really is because Jimbo is still protected by a massive contract um and you know but but the lease just not it's it's unforgiving this is not the ACC and I I'm not taking anything away from what whoever's done what over there and I am impressed with Dabo but it, it I just don't see a path for a really big season for them all right so let's do get into the quarterback because Mississippi State and Ole Miss both play Texas A&M uh, this year, Ole Miss will host A&M in November, and then Mississippi State will travel to A&M in November. Ah, it's back-to-back week, so it's late in the year. Okay, Connor Wigman, yeah. uh, are you? Where are you going with this? Do you do you feel like he's the guy, and and he can be really thrive under Bobby Petrino at Texas A&M, Tom? Yeah, I do. I do feel that way. I thought he showed a lot of promise last year under very difficult circumstances. True. We had him in the Under Armour All-America game. One of the things that I thought really strongly about was how mature he was. And um, he was a little bit ahead of the curve, which meant like, in my mind, okay, maybe this guy could handle having to play early if they needed him to, and maybe not have as many struggles as most true freshmen would have. And so um, from that perspective, uh, I was excited to see how he how the thing would play out, and I kind of, to be honest with you, once that thing started crumbling really early in the season at quarterback, you knew they were going to play him because they were going to be left with no other option. It was like, well, why don't we see what this kid's made of? And if he shows us something, now we got something we can build around for the next two to three years. Um, and, and listen, at the at the end of the day, uh, look at Bobby Petrino. Everywhere he's been, whatever he's doing is extremely quarterback friendly. Yeah, almost all of the guys have flourished, right? And and if you get get good personnel around him, and if the kid's willing to work and he's smart, which I think Connor is, um, I they'll be fine. Here's the thing: if they settle in at quarterback, because at the end of the day, that's really that's really been the problem there. They've got good enough players at every other spot, running back, tight end, sure. wide out, yeah. certainly on defense. You get the quarterback pick, now all of a sudden we're having an entirely different conversation about Texas A&M. I mean, we really are. And, so and, if that comes to fruition, then they're going to be just fine. Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line talking Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss play A&M late in the season in November. Ole Miss will host A&M the next weekend. Mississippi State will travel to College Station. Uh, so you're, are you pretty confident it'll be Connor Wigman over Max Johnson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. Okay. And he's more mobile than I think maybe people think, isn't he? 
Connor Wigman, that is. Yeah, yeah, he is. But Max is a little bit more mobile than people think he is, too. He just doesn't look like it. It's kind of deceptive. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's, that should be a heck of a battle because Jimbo already knows what Max brings. He's seen a little bit of, of, of Connor. Now you put him into a different scheme with some different terminology. It's kind of like you press a reset button, and they're both starting, you know, in, in the starting gates, but they're, they're, they're playing with the same deck of cards. So now it's just going to come down to who beats who out. All right, let's go to yesterday. Brian Kelly was. I, you don't get a lot from media days. You and I met there like ten years ago, and and yeah. you, you used to go every year. I'm saying you, we media. Yeah. And now you got Twitter and SEC Network and so on, and it's just really not not worth it. But uh, maybe to you know go in real quick and bounce back out. But yesterday they asked Brian Kelly. They just man. They just moved right past Alabama and asked Brian Kelly, you know, if he had the talent to compete against Georgia. And he said, uh, the way we're recruiting, we will, but we don't today. I love the fact that they mm-hmm. didn't even include Bama. We're, we're now, we, we've now got Bama's and, you know, afterthought. But how close do you think LSU is to catching Georgia? Um, well, first of all, I think the reason why they just gloss over Alabama because there's an expectation that's already there. There's, there's a, uh, I guess you, say, you could say a standard that's already been proven to be able to play with Georgia. So they don't include them anymore in the conversation, which they should. I would agree with Brian Kelly because I think what he's referencing is the, the depth of the football team, the depth of the roster. If you ask Brian Kelly specifically, Hey, if you took your ones and their ones, could you compete or beat Georgia? I bet his answer would have been different. Yeah. I bet he would have said yes. But what they asked him was, is where, you know, as a football team in his response to your point right there, and I'm paraphrasing was, well, we're, we're going to be, and he's right. But what he's referencing is depth. He's referencing when a Mason Smith comes off the field is another Mason Smith rotating in there. At some positions at LSU right now, the answer is probably yes, but not all of them. At Georgia right now, is the answer yes for just about all of them? Probably so. And I think that's, that's really the difference at the end of the day is the collection of talent that fulfills every position in your twos and threes if you're going to try to make that assessment about where you stand as it relates to Georgia. Okay. I'd like to get your reaction to this quote from Brian Kelly yesterday at SEC Media Days, head coach at LSU. Um, he up he opened up on what he likes better about LSU compared to Notre Dame, and I quote, there are rules you have to follow in an environment like Notre Dame, and you can't cross those lines, end of quote. Luke's? <laughs> hey, he's 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one, too. Um, and I think the first thing that comes to mind there would be academics, just because there's there's no flex. There's no bend. Um, the line is drawn. If the kid meets, you're fine. If he doesn't and he's close, it doesn't matter that he's close. We're not getting him in. And that's not going to be the case at LSU. If it's close, the guy's a difference maker, and they think they can work with him. they got the academic infa- infrastructure and support and they've got all the other things in line to help that young man succeed, then they're going to do it. And that's why a Notre Dame will never compete with an Alabama or a Georgia or uh, an Auburn or an LSU. Um, they just 
they, they won't. And I'll, I'll say this too, and I, and I know he wasn't asked about it, but I remember vividly this past off season when, when Marcus Freeman wanted to hire Andy Ludwig from Utah and Notre Dame wouldn't pay his buyout. If I was Marcus Freeman, I would have got on my phone with the agent that day and said, whatever big job or any type of good job that comes up next offseason, put my name in the hat. You're telling me you're Notre Dame and you want to compete on a national stage and you won't pay off Utah's payout to get their offensive coordinator? That wouldn't even be a question if that was Alabama or LSU or Georgia. Right. It wouldn't even come up in a conversation. No. So – I, I agree with Brian Kelly. He's he, he's right. There's vastly more resources, and um, and they're directed at football. So he's he's working with a, a wealth of riches. Yeah, I don't know what Notre Dame's future looks like in football. They can't win it. I, I just don't see a path, Tom. Not with everything you I just agree. went over, and we could go over many other things that they have to. Hurt. They're just not going to be. Able, they can't even get through a fourteen playoff. They much less a twelve team with Georgia, Bama, LSU, and there's some other ones coming. Uh, Ohio State's obviously never going to go anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, don't you agree? It, it, you and I grew up. I mean, I grew up. It, it, you know, late seventies, early eighties, or early eighties. I start remembering what's going on. It, it, you know, people talked about Notre Dame, like you know. Notre Dame, because they were the thing coming out of World War II. I mean, they'll never have the magic or or a powerhouse program again, in my opinion. Do you remember? Do you remember Tony Rice? Absolutely. Did you know he was a prop forty eight? I did. Now that you said it, <laughs> so let's let's really put that in context. Late eighties, Notre Dame, and they're taking prop forty eight. Lou Holtz, and Bob Davy. He he. When Bob Davy took that job. No poor prop forty eight. That's right. So Lou got them to take what, like a handful every, or not even a year, but like a couple per class. Is that right, Tom? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And look what what a difference it made, and and what was created. Um, and again, different eras, different time. Remember, you were you were talking about you know post World War II and things of that nature. Well, think about their their true, true dominance. It was essentially, it came to an end at the rise of cable television in mm. the beginning of the arms race. Yes. Because that leveled the playing field. So a Notre Dame, I'll give you a prime example. So my, my dad's San Diego State teams in the early 90s are playing on a Thursday night against UCLA or Miami or BYU in those barn burner games, if you remember those things. Yeah. Right? So... That, you know, five years prior to that, you would have never seen those games on TV. You know who you saw on television? A handful of teams. Notre Dame, right. Nebraska, Michigan, mm-hmm. Alabama, Texas. What? That was it because there was only network television. So the moment everything expanded, all right, and it, it leveled the playing field, it's exactly what it's what crushed Nebraska's program, and they still haven't recovered. No. And let's also not forget during that time, now we have 85 total scholarships and 105 total players. Back then, you had 105 scholarship players and unlimited walk-ons. Yeah, Bear Bryant and some of those others just loaded up well oh. above the, the scholarship Big limit. Time. So did Notre Dame. Tom Luganville, have a great week. Thanks for working with us. See you, buddy. All right, buddy. See you. 
National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Luke's joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Want to say good morning. Welcome in to you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're always brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Don't forget this week. Charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Pair it with an ice-cold Michelob Ultra or Stella Artois. Charbroiled oysters, gumbo, maybe a fried shrimp po' boy. Drago. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 